for the full shirt. For the full shirt. What is this? Uh, no hugging, no good place. <laughs> oh, is that a good place thing? The full shirt. Uh, they, they always say shirt instead of shit. Oh. Uh, yeah. So like uh, in their promos, they'll say like "what the shirt" or no, something. I'm not familiar. But no, I was saying shirt because I was looking at the word shirt on my notes because that's what we're talking about today. The puppy shirt. Oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. I know. <laughs> so am, am I the, uh, like, what number person am I to ask you? How's married life? Uh, oh, everyone. Like 30,000? E- so yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone loves saying that. And uh, how is it? Uh, it's literally no different. The only thing that is different is I now have to get used to uh, wearing jewelry, wearing uh-huh. a ring, which I did not do today. <gasps> oh, Ted, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, times are hard. Wow, no, just not even three days. You couldn't wear whatever it's been oh, I, oh, I didn't days. remember the next day. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't remember it Monday morning or Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning. And people are going to ask you, well, why don't you just wear it all the time? But I, like you, I it only is recently that I cannot get my ring off every single day. Actually, just recently, <laughs> w- when I can get it off, I do. I don't like wearing it at night. Yeah, um, but I don't know why. You know, a lot of and women don't wear their rings at night, but men are for some reason expected to. Yeah, I don't. I'm yeah. not going to. Grace takes her rings off yeah. like whenever she goes to bed. We we both have silicone rings. Oh. Uh, that uh, that like she likes to wear that whenever she goes to work, and yeah. I'll wear it like whenever I go to the gym. Cool. Or so uh, you have whenever I know like and. I'm, I have metal? A, yeah. Oh, cool. It's, uh, wow. it's uh, tungsten that I got. Yeah, that's what I got, tungsten. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a nice ring. Oh, I really I love like it. it. I yeah. know you don't have to unless you get, like, Jones Soda or something like that. I don't even know if they have. But I can open beer bottles with it. And oh, nice. Never, it's never put a scratch in it. <laughs> like, I can just crack it, you know, crack a beer or whatever, and it's never put it down. You cannot wreck it, Ted. It's the best. It's awesome. Within, uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, because, uh, I mean, you, you were there, but I don't know if I uh, got the chance to actually tell you. Within the first hour of me having my wedding ring on i got queso all over it yeah because we had a taco bar at our <laughs> yeah. wedding oh my gosh i stuffed myself i mean this good. is probably something that good thank could be you in the mini episode thank oh. you i went back for seconds for the for the food i made like a whole a giant plate of nachos <laughs> and i was like oh this is too much but then i was like i can't waste food because good because the... we, we didn't get a chance to eat much oh, of anything man. i had I, a burger like, and i had pulled pork yeah. i did not have a hot dog but i made two tacos and oh, then i went back for nachos good. ted i was like <laughs> it was in pain when I left your wedding. Oh my gosh. Uh, the uh, well, I mean, the caterer is in you guys' new city. So if you have yeah. any any big event, he God. does everything. Yeah. It if was... you if you check out his site, he'll do like anything and everything. Everything was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was man. it was delicious. So. I'm, I'm so happy that everything turned out well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Maybe, and we'll talk more. If you haven't heard our mini episode, there already has been one that Ted and I have not <laughs> recorded when we're talking about this. But there was more no hugging, no learning at the wedding. So uh, we'll have to discuss that in. Well, we will have to had discuss that. <laughs> what tense am I using? I have no idea. This is idea. like the future past present perfect. I think that's what I'm using we're, right now. We're, we're getting into such a confusing timeline that we're almost in our <laughs> own episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We will have had to have talked about that. In a mini episode that has already been released. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, because this is a, a straight up season five <laughs> episode, The Puppy Shirt, which we will get to talking about. Before that, though, I have no idea if we had any homework from the mango. Uh, Do you know? We did. Because normally I have edited the episode, but again, I have not had done that yet. <laughs> Jesus. Even though if you're hearing this, I already have. Uh, I know. We did, but the only thing was, and I forgot to look this up, but I can look it up really quickly. Uh, was when was Daria on? Oh, when was Daria on to see if George's girlfriend in the mango 
you know, could have taken her character, her her sarcastic and kind of biting but yet charming yeah. character from and Daria. It doesn't look like it premiered until March 3rd of 1997. Oh, wow. So it definitely wasn't what inspired about by Daria. Butthead? Because Daria was a character. Remember, mm. Daria was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. So Let me see. They very well could have gone. Beavis. B-E-V-I-S? Oh, man. I, bu- I think there's an... Well, is there, is there an, an A? a? It'll, it'll autocorrect, whatever. I Beavis can't believe... I'm ashamed of my... If I, like... If high school, head. if middle school slash high school me was like, I don't know how to spell Beavis, I'd be very disappointed in myself. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, first episode of Beavis and Butthead, March 8th, 1993. Whoa. So like six months before the mango. Now we need to know if Daria's first appearance was on. <laughs> but don't, 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 we don't need to know that. <laughs> because because Beavis and Butthead remembers like a short that on, um, what was that? Liquid Television. Yeah. Uh, I'm, do you remember Liquid Television? I remember the name. Oh, okay. It was like just a late night weird sort of sketch cartoon show on, on uh, MTV. And so Beavis and Butthead was on there and then they gave him a full series. So <laughs> are you now Googling first appearance of Daria? I am. I I'm am. I'm going to guess it's after 93 because Beavis and Butthead premiered and then they didn't get a full show. I don't know if that's where what, what the information you found was. Um, let's see. Uh, got her in front of 97, usually called Diarrhea by Beavis and Butthead. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Diarrhea, uh, cha-cha-cha. It doesn't say oh, well. her first episode, I don't think. I can't believe there's not a Beavis and Butthead fandom wiki. There know? is. Oh, I'm on it. Oh, you're on Be- it. Beavisandbutthead.fandom.com. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, what's um, going on here? I'm trying to look. Um, unless I'm just not seeing it. It's not important. It's really not. <laughs> but uh, it, it, she very very well may have taken some character inspiration from Daria. But uh, I venture to say she just did her own thing, and is just a charming, sarcastic person in, yeah. the, in the episode. I'd, I'd go with that. I did find some new stuff about <laughs> uh, about the mango. The episode's working title was "The Orgasm." I don't know how far into the production. That uh, that title actually made it because they probably had to go. We're n- this is never going to be on. Oh, absolutely. it's not going to be called the orgasm once we get it too. Uh, but on the inside look commentary on the Seinfeld season five DVD, Larry David revealed that a friend of his came up with the setup for this episode. Elaine never having orgasms with Jerry. David said that the idea was too good to pass up. <laughs> and the mango was written by Larry David and Lawrence Levy. The subplot in which Kramer is banned from a fruit shop is based on one of David's personal experiences oh, God. where he was banned from a fruit shop for squeezing the products too much. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mango got the following awards and nominations. The 1995 Emmy Award for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Writing in a Comedy Series really? nomination. It got the nomination for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Directing for Tom Sharonis that year, too, in 94. It uh, got a nomination for the Directors Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in a Comedy Series. And it also won the Writers Guild Award for an episodic comedy in 95. Jeez, this episode was raking in all the awards. I know, which is kind of crazy because (laughs) I thought this episode, The Puffy Shirt was really carried by the acting all the way through. Like when I was so this I, I just told told Ted before we started, I watched the episode twice in one day. I watched it and took notes and then I found uh, like 22 minutes free in the evening and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to watch it again and just pay attention. Yeah. And I was like, god, all these lines, even Jerry <laughs> himself who usually he's got some great iconic moments in in this, maybe just one specifically that's that's been, uh, you know, um uh, one of the best pull quotes from Seinfeld is from this episode, and he delivers it in, in just a great way. Julia Louis Dreyfus friggin' shines in a couple scenes, and and Kramer. I mean, every and George, all the acting by the four main principals, especially, is just so good. Yeah. in the puppy shirt, it really 
I, and I took notice of it. That's it's noticeably <laughs> good in this scene. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, do you want to get into things? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I, we didn't have any other oh, news or anything, did we? Ted, I oh, almost forgot Lord. again. Oh. Jeez. So I was in the grocery store the other day, and I passed by the Junior Mints, oh, and I no. grabbed it right there. So I got a box of the, and look, it still has the Seinfeld 30 on it. Jeez, so it's they're probably Seinfeld, expired by this point. Uh, no, I think they last a pretty long time. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to open I'm going to open it on the dispenser side. Uh, oh, lift to open. It's like easy pour dispenser, so I'll lift it you open. You got to open it by the microphone. Well, oh yeah. Well, I was shaking it already. There we go. Yeah. And so, Ted... <laughs> Help yourself I, to a junior. I don't want to. Tr- I don't want to try one. Don't, don't, ma- wh- don't make me do this. It's minty. It's chocolate. It's refreshing. I, I don't like mint. Oh, you I've don't told, like mint? No, I've told you this. Will you just smell it? I guess. I. Uh, you don't like anything, Ted. I I'm know. surprised that your caterer was able to find anything to cook for you <laughs> because Ted was. I'm surprised you weren't dry heaving for your whole wedding. <laughs> Like, oh, God, I got to eat uh, donuts. <laughs> I got to well, just just give it a smell. All right. I'll give it a smell. I can't believe I even bought this. Oh, God. I told you not to buy it. This whole time I told you don't do this. I'm not going to try Well, you didn't one. tell me you didn't like mint. <laughs> yes, I did. No, you did. All I right. De- everyone go back and, t- I and time de- stamp. I definitely told you I mm. do not like mint. I'm going to eat some because, <laughs> first of all, I had jerky breath. Because that's what I had right before we started. Mm. I. Whenever whenever we do have No Hugging, No Learning stickers, which I will get to yeah. in a second, I will send an extra one, even a, a, a mythical m- No Hugging, No Learning t-shirt. I will make a special one-run No Hugging, No Learning yeah. t-shirt to the first person who points out the exact quote from me on an episode of No Hugging, No Learning of me saying... I do not like mint because I've said it before. So, and you don't even have to listen to every single episode. <laughs> you just have to start at the junior mint and go forward, right? I I think so. Yeah, or maybe even like the episode beforehand. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be the first time Ted told me. If he told me any time before now, <laughs> I did not hear it. I just assumed because uh, every food makes you dry heave that eating junior mints are going to make you dry heave. Not, I mean, every, not every food makes me dry heave. Listen to the stuff that's made Ted dry heave. But this is your first time listening. Pez, Chuckles, which are just gummy bears. <laughs> Did you dry heave after trying Postum? No. Oh, okay. No, neither of us dry heaved at Postum. Mm-mm. Actually, I saw my jar of Postum the other day, and I was like, it really wasn't bad. You know? <laughs> I mean, if I could jump ahead, I'm kind of like Jerry. I mean, we didn't hate Postum, right? We were like, it, it doesn't it was, taste like much. It wasn't great. Yeah. It, it wasn't good by any means. It, it but it wasn't, wasn't awful. It wasn't awful. Yeah, it was just right in the middle of the road. Um, but... Yeah, I can't. I can't think of what other foods that we've tried on the show. But Ted dry heaves at every and like, like who who doesn't like gummy bears? You know, it's like, but but Ted, we found him. We found the guy. Um, so I'm just gonna be snacking on these. Mm. Go for it. They are good. I think I think I even said in junior man, like, oh, you can't have more than one or two like minty things. But these are good. These are good. <laughs> Get rid All of right. your jerky breath. They're there if you want them. They're there if you want them, Ted. All right. Well, that's it. Did there- we- did we have any other news? No, I'm glad there was. Only, I'm glad they were only a dollar. But I'm gonna eat the hell out of those things. All right, no other news. Okay, uh, if you've never listened to us before, uh, we are not a research-heavy show. We like to do our research uh, the week after, as though we've seen these episodes for the first time ever, and then we are doing homework on them. If we skip over something, if we egregiously miss something, please send us a tweet, send us an email at no hugging or no hugging no learning show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, reach out to us. We will send you a No Hugging, No Learning sticker when we have them. Those do not exist yet. <laughs> uh, that being said, Season 5, Episode 2, The Puffy Shirt. 
Original air date, September 23rd, 1993. I was nine months, three days old. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry appears on Today wearing a silly shirt. Guests Bryant Gumbel and Jerry Stiller. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, we start with a stand-up bit as usual. And it's about how moving in with your parents is never a good sign. And Jerry, I know, has like retired a lot of his old material, especially from the 90s. <laughs> As you should. Uh-huh. But he could start telling this again today, oh, and it would be so 100%. funny to a millennial audience. Jerry always complains about how you know millennials don't like him and his humor, and they're too touchy and, and stuff like that. And but this is, I was like, yeah, this, this is would so go over great, honestly. Funny again, yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's like, well, you know, I got that promotion, I got a raise, I got a new girlfriend, and if all goes well, I'm moving back in with my parents. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, this is so. Maybe it is timeless. Maybe it was timeless in '93. But even now, I mean, the joke about millennials is they live in their parents' basement, they never move out, or they move back in, and you could you could tell this again with just a little bit of reworking, and it would kill. I like that he says it's like breaking parole and being thrown back into the slammer, you know? <laughs> um, and you, you walk in there and everything's smaller, your bed is, you feel like you could pick it up in your hand and crush it, your parents, you're grabbing them between your fingers, like, why were they ever scared of you people before? Uh, just a great, a great, a great stand-up bit. Even those are getting better as we get into season five here. <clears throat> and we open at Jerry's apartment. You shouldn't have eaten those junior mints. You got, you got that phlegm now. I'm going to be phlegmy. I'm going to be junior oh, no. mint phlegmy. Um, <laughs> George is the one moving back in with his parents. Because as we know, the pilot was not picked up. And so George is running out of uh, money and he has no job. He, he and said he's got like $700 left in his checking. Which I was very I jealous of. Yeah, later yeah. on when Kramer comes in, I'm like, oh my God, George, you're rich. What are you doing? But not for New York <laughs> City, I guess. But still, he says I have $714 in the bank later. Uh, and I was very jealous of that. Um, so th- then Jerry and George are having kind of a contest over who's crazier, which parents are crazier. Oh, God, yeah. And George has to win, much like he does in the idiot contest that they have in the oh, it's apartment. Like season one. It was it? season two, episode five. I had to go back and look it up. Yeah. Okay. The middle of the very middle of season two, pretty much, where they're like, I had a woman, uh, you know, I was talking to a woman who, with, you know, no uh, restriction sex all the time, and I blew it, or something like that, whatever, yeah. He's like, you're looking at the lore yeah. of the idiots. Are you sure that was season two? Uh, yeah, I looked it up. Okay. The Apartment okay. is season two, episode five. Yeah, it's right. very early. But remember, season two was a shorty, and season one was even shorter, so That's it might have felt like late yeah. in season one. But but yeah, I had to look it up. I was like, what was Lord of the, when was the loser contest? <laughs> Lord of the idiots. I am George. Bow to Lord, the Lord of the Idiots, or something uh-huh. like that. He says, um, but I like that. You know, my my father wears his sneakers in the pool. Jerry says his mom has never been in a natural body of water, which is a feat. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Jerry says like his dad's never thrown anything out. Yeah. Uh, and what else did George say? Well, George, George says his mom has never laughed at, at anything. Yeah, not, yeah. not a chuckle. Not not a smirk or anything. Yeah. Right. And that's his like. That's his trump card. You know, his, that's his ace. He's like, because Jerry walks away after. He's like, I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And George has like sidled up behind him. He's like, you listen to me. <laughs> My mom has never laughed. Um, so Kramer enters to raucous applause. And you, you thought it was raucous applause? This was a huge applause break. I, yeah, thought, yeah. I thought this was like kind of kind of tepid, actually. There's another one later on that's very funny and like one or two people clapped. But this one was like. Especially because he didn't do a great entrance. He just kind of walks in. Okay. And it was like a, a huge applause, I thought. Um, but, you know, he's like, I still don't see why you're moving in with your parents. Yeah. And George mentions his bank account. And he's like, well, you know, why don't you live here? And Jerry's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> and George says, well, that won't work out. He wanted to let you use the bathroom, which I don't know what that's a reference to. Yeah, I don't, I don't because know. Because they, they, they George has walked in the, the bathroom, bathroom before. Without asking or yeah. anything, just walking in there. Um, and then Kramer's like, you know, we'll move in with me. And... 
that's a that's laughable to George, but he tries to like not. You know, not tell Kramer that that sounds miserable. Mm-hmm. He just says, I-, "I don't think that would work out." <laughs> um, so they take George to his parents' house, which we've already seen in the handicap spot, mm-hmm. and they're moving in. And Jerry immediately tries to make Mrs. Costanza Estelle laugh. He's like, "Mrs. Uh-huh. Costanza, I got a great joke for you." And I love that even though Jerry's in his late thirties, he still calls his friend's mom Mrs. Costanza. Uh-huh. You know, there's no point where you go, "Hey, Estelle, I got a great joke <laughs> for you." You know, I-, I venture to say that. Any of my friends from that age, high school or whatever, Jerry and George met, I'd still go, oh, Mrs. Ritter, good to see you again. Oh, jeez. I, I don't even know what her first name is, actually. <laughs> you know, like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to guess. Yeah. Uh, but before we get uh, further into this scene, why does every old person's house look like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they nailed like, it. Like, I, I've never seen, I've never seen this house though. Okay, because there's like knickknacks everywhere, and there's a china cabinet. I've never seen an old person's house that looks like the stereotypical old person's house on TV. Yeah. Interesting. I can't think of, I'm trying to think of the old people whose houses I've been in, and I, I don't know. Uh, everything is just kind of, like, there's just a time when you stop updating your house, I think. I guess, you know? yeah. And uh, and th- th- that's when you reach it. You know, that's when you're like, all right, this is it. Shadow boxes, same lamp. True. You know, all that stuff. But, but I can't, I, I, I can't say I've noticed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't say that I've noticed, hey, this looks like a sitcom set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, actually, now that you point it out, I wonder if that is a thing where it's like you just get to a certain age where you don't want to like remodel anything mm-hmm. or like put a lot of effort into something. Yeah. And or even hang up a new picture. Exactly. A- and we're only noticing that because the people that are going through that now, the last time they remodeled their house was in the 70s or the 80s. Yeah. And it's it's been uh, 40, 50 years yeah. since that. And I, yeah. I, I mean... Th- those are currently the old people that are living in those houses. Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. it's just like, what's the point? I, I mean, as-, as someone who's been looking at a lot of houses, I'll drive by people's houses. And I'm like, how do you live there? You know, like, <laughs> how- if I looked at that house, I'd say, no way would I be caught dead living here for any amount of time. And yet you've been living there, and it's just like you get used to it. I guess you yeah. know what I mean. Like you just get used to your surroundings. You're like. Uh, and uh, even the house that we've rented, we're like, well, this is a sty. We, well, you know, I can't. We're, we, I don't even want to be here six months, six minutes, much less a year. <laughs> and yet, it's been less than a month, and we've already kind of settled in. And we're like, yeah, everything's fine. It, What's it's, a, it's all right. Yeah, nothing's wrong with this place. <laughs> I, I could probably we could buy this and live here. You know, I make some improvements, and like, you know, it's, it's yeah. It's just it, being in it is just totally different than looking at it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for but, sure. But it, I think when you've been in a house long enough, you're like, this is it. This is my house. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? Nothing. But uh, so Jerry's like, I got a great joke for you. And she's like, not interested. And just completely shuts him down. And George behind her kind of gives him the, huh? I told you. I told you so. So not only would she, I would have loved if Jerry got the joke out and she didn't laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that, that would have been. That, that would have been good. But also, yeah. I, I really like her line where she's just so not interested. Yeah. She doesn't even let him say the joke. <laughs> like, nah, not yeah. interested. Tell it to the audience. Jerry's like, I really think you're going to like yeah. it. Yeah. No, tell it to the audience. Save it for the audience or whatever. And she she made bologna sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Like when you help a it's friend a, move, it's a nice favor. But George also, should have had like, a twelve pack for them. Oh, you know what for I mean? sure. Like that's, you get beer and pizza for your friends that help you move. But also, there's not a lot of effort that goes into making bologna sandwiches. They didn't even look like they had a condiment on them. If I was gonna guess, they were <laughs> bologna, dry bologna, bologna and bread, bologna and white bread. That's oh what they man, were, and. It's it's the mid '90s, and so we're like learning. I think about nitrites and or nitrates and uh, yeah, and, nobody wants and one. processed meats. Yeah, nobody, not even Kramer, will eat a bologna sandwich. And she's like, uh, you know, I oh, I'm, what am I supposed to do with all these? I like and this was one of my first big laughs of this episode that was full of big laughs. Like, well, will you take them home and give them to someone in your building? And Jerry's like. 
you know, I don't know if I feel comfortable handing out bologna sandwiches at my building. <laughs> that was just so funny and absurd to me. I laughed both times I watched this episode. Really? I just thought it was so, again, and it's the delivery. Jerry's even getting yeah. better as an actor delivering funny lines. Now, when when Estelle says, uh, you guys don't want to eat any, you, you're touched in the head. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean? Do you know? Yeah, I've heard it before. It just means like, you know, you, there's something wrong with you. Okay. Yeah, you, you guys I, I've, are, I've literally never heard that yeah. saying. It's definitely an old saying, an old, old saying. You're that touched an old in the yeah, head. Yeah, you're touched in the head. Yeah, it okay. just means, yeah, you're just kind of, uh, just kind of dumb or, um, yeah, just something wrong with your brain. Something okay. wrong with your thinking. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so George is, you know, after they bring in all the boxes of George's stuff, he's dismayed that Jerry's like, all right, I guess we're going to go. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing later? And he's going out to dinner with Elaine and Kramer and Kramer's new girlfriend. That's where he first introduces that she's one of these low talkers. You can't, everything she says is like, excuse me, pardon me, I can't hear you. And... George is like, oh, maybe I can meet you there. And Estelle shuts him down immediately. She's like, no, we're going to dinner tonight with your father. <laughs> and I love George, like, immediately is already infantilized by his mom. And yeah. Because I, I, do, do you, did, I was, like, right back in George's shoes, like, when you told your friend, like, yeah, of course I'm going to come over to your house or we'll go to the pool. And then maybe mm-hmm. I'll sleep over. And then you find out and you have to tell them, I can't go. <laughs> I, I can't go. Or you had to call him like, hey, I can't come over. I know. I, I thought I was going to be able to, but I can't. My mom says I got to do something. And that's immediately George oh. is taken back to his childhood there. Like, I just, I, I empathize with him so much in that moment. Um, and he looks at mom eating a bologna sandwich, staring off into space. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm just so screwed now. So like she's not even talking to George. Yeah. Well, like once Jerry and them leave, she's not even talking to him. She's just <laughs> sitting there eating her sandwich, staring off into space. Yeah, just chewing and staring into oh. space. And he's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, at O'Neill's, the restaurant where we're having dinner, uh, Elaine is explaining one of Kramer's ideas where um, you make your own pizza, which I, I know has already come up in an episode. Oh yeah, but I don't remember why. And did we give Kramer credit for coming coming up with Blaze Pizza? I think we did. I, okay, good. I yeah. just wanted to make sure. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. At the very least, we gave Kramer the credit for coming up with the idea that LeBron James <laughs> stole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so the low talker. Is um, first of all, she looks like oh Meryl Streep. Does she not look like Meryl Streep? Uh, I see a million percent Meryl Streep. I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look at it again, yeah. or look at her again. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but for, so she. Like, what I'm trying to remember. She'll remark. What did the subtitle say when <laughs> she literally just said murmuring? <laughs> murmuring. I, I I wrote this down. I was like Kramer, Kramer's girlfriend. <laughs> Asterisks, murmuring. Yeah. It was like, closed captioning doesn't even know. They did a great job. Yeah, I, I would be upset if they did closed captioning because that would ruin the joke. It would. It Deaf de- people would go, what in the world? You know, yeah, or it, it, defi- it. it definitely would. But honestly, Kat, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you can, I want to know what this woman is saying. Yeah, if anybody can read lips or anything, I, I would love to know. I mean, I can't believe it wouldn't be out there. We should Google, like, what is the low talker saying? Oh, yeah. I bet somebody has done something even, on that. Even if it's something, like, just for the sake of her moving her lips. Yeah. Like, if she's just doing, like, her P's and Q's or, like, u- u- Unique New York yeah, or, yeah. Some- or something like that. Uh, I, I want to know what she's saying so bad. She's a great actress, too. I mean, imagine how tough that is to pull off to, like, make the facial expressions, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what? You know, I, I don't know if that was ADR or if that was something, you know, I don't know if that was whatever, but she's a great actress, too. Meryl Streep level, I'll say. Because Meryl Streep's a phony baloney, remember, from the mango. Um, and... So, but Jerry and Elaine like lean in each time, and they do what everybody does, which is this is why this is a great episode. You say, "Excuse me," once, mm-hmm. 
And then, and then if you don't hear it again, you still just go. Y- you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you cannot ask. You can't say excuse me twice. It's just not doable. See, I I think saying excuse me uh, twice is okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? And like, if I don't hear them that second time, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, still I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I don't have good hearing or yeah, something. Yeah. I'll make something up like that. Like, oh, sorry, I don't have really good hearing. <laughs> what, what was that? Like, one more yeah. time. If I don't hear them that third time, then? Then it's not. Th- then it's over. Then it's smile and wave, oh, boys. Uh, smile uh, and wave. Yeah. yeah. You're like, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so her name is Leslie, by the way. She's a, this is what Kramer says, mm-hmm. she's a fashion designer. And she's working on, her, her next big project is a puffy shirt. Like pirates, and Kramer is psyched. Uh, and I don't know if it's because he's been with her for a little bit or because he's right next to her in a quote unquote noisy restaurant, you might assume, even though, you know, because it's a TV, you don't hear the murmur of the crowd mm-hmm. around them. But um, you got to imagine in a normal restaurant to be noisy. But he can hear her. He can understand her. Kramer can make out yeah. what she's saying. And I think it may be because, I don't, oh, you know, th- I it's don't know. twofold. He's been with her for a little bit. And B, he is sitting right next to her. That's true. On her side of the table, as opposed to Jerry and Elaine. Across the table. Uh, across the table in what would be a noisy restaurant normally. Yeah. But uh, but Kramer's like, I think people want to look like pirates. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what? Why would you ever think that? If you're... Kramer, then yeah. I mean, I can't explain the fashion designer, but Kramer, I could see getting behind the idea. You know, it's just it's just that dumb. So whatever he says to the, the low talker, they kind of laugh at, and he mm-hmm. excuses himself to go to the bathroom. And Elaine and Jerry are just kind of sitting there because they don't know what to say to a person mm-hmm. they can't hear. And Elaine's like, "Oh, Jerry's going to be on the Today Show on Friday because he is uh, headlining a benefit for Goodwill." And the low talker. Murmurs yeah, again. Li- literally, no words are yeah. coming out. Yeah, but uh, I'm at this point. I'm guessing Jerry just agreed to wear the puffy shirt. That's it, what we learn later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, so she mumbles. They go, "Yep," mm-hmm. and then she mumbles again. And they go, "Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yep." Oh, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, yeah. So at uh, the restaurant where George and his parents are, which by the way was the same restaurant where Jerry was trying to convince Elaine to sleep with him that's, in the last episode in the mangoes. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, the Jerry uh, Jerry Stiller is there. There he is, the real George Costanza, not John I, Randolph. I the the, the real, real Frank Costanza. The sorry. real Frank Costanza. The real Frank Costanza. There he is, <laughs> and I love how both of George's parents are just constantly shouting at the top of their oh lungs. Oh my god! It's just the best. It's the best, oh, and they're both just like it's so grating. They're both mumbling on like no one else is there. Jerry Stiller, Frank is talking about his silver dollar collection. Estelle is suggesting that George take a civil service test, mm-hmm. and they're, so they're both just prattling on about nonsense. And George is like, oh, my God. He leaves uh, to get up. He's got, he says he's got to get some air. And as he is running out of the apartment, he's got his glasses off. He's rubbing his eyes. And he runs into a woman spilling her bag just, everywhere. Just right into the yeah. back of her. And I love the way she speaks like, look what you've done. You have spilled my bag. She speaks very <laughs> very properly. formal. Yeah, very formal with elo- elocution. And I feel like we've had. Yeah, okay. You know what she reminds me of? Um, I, I haven't seen my fiance. Have you seen my fiance? Oh, That's God. what her tone reminds me of. Oh. Yeah, from the party or whatever it was. A while ago. Yeah, a while ago. A, a lot oh. of references to old episodes, but that's the way that, that yeah. she speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So he's helping her pick up and, and I haven't seen my fiance. Yeah. Have you seen my fiance? I said, oh. let's find my fiance. <laughs> Maybe a dingo the, the, ate your baby. The poor thing. Yeah. The, yeah. No, the, the poor, poor baby. The poor baby. Yeah. Uh, so she, so the woman grabs George's hands and calls them exquisite, and she asks if he's done any hand modeling. And I like how George doesn't say no. 
He kind of like shrugs. <laughs> if like obviously he's never done any hand modeling, he oh, should have known. Like no, absolutely. But he goes, oh, uh, I don't know. he doesn't even really speak. <laughs> like he, he, he leaves open the possibility that yes, of course I have done hand absolutely. modeling. Absolutely, because he's a liar. Yeah. He's you know yes. Um, but she's like, you know what? Why don't you give me a call and gives him her card for a, a firm, I guess, called Specialty Models. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Jerry's apartment, George, uh, we open on George showing Jerry his hands, the back of his hands specifically, and <laughs> he's like, I, I, don't, I don't see it. You know, Jerry's like, well, look at my hands. What do you think? And George is like, what do you mean? Look at your, all your knuckles are misaligned. Or whatever. You, so you, got, got, hair. you got hair right here. Yeah. And like back at his hands, he's like, this is a one in a million hand. <laughs> he says, where do you get off? All it takes <laughs> is George. George only needs like a small win to get all the clout in the world. Uh-huh. I mean, like even when he, they hadn't written a word of the pilot and he told everybody <laughs> he was writing a pilot for NBC. Oh, yeah. You know, like he has to use it. Anytime he gets, again, take it back to a previous episode, any upper hand. You know what I mean? Remember oh, you wanted yeah. the upper hand with the piano player. It goes straight to his head. So he's mm-hmm. like, "Where do you get off comparing your hands to yeah. mine?" And did did you uh, did you pick up on Jerry's line whenever George is like, "This is a one in a million hand." Yeah. He's like, "That's what comes from <laughs> avoiding manual labor your yeah. whole life." Yeah, and of course, I mean, true to Jerry's Yee. character, he has to turn it around to make himself <laughs> not feel as bad. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so Kramer enters, and this is where he got like one or two claps. Like someone, like two people, were like yeah. Oh, we already did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like they started and everyone looked at him like, "Oh, sorry." You know, okay. they, they they started at like ten with their clapping. They thought they thought it was going to be another oh, huge God. applause for Kramer, but it wasn't. But Kramer goes to shake George's hand and he gets him with a joy buzzer, <laughs> uh, and George freaks out because he could have uh, you know ruined his hands, his new you know his new money maker. Mm-hmm. And Kramer's like, "All right, let me see these." Uh, and Kramer agrees that. There and this is a scene where I thought Michael Richards really nailed his delivery of his lines. Like, uh, you know, he calls him delicate, uh, yet they're, masculine. They're, masculine. They're smooth, smooth, creamy, yeah. delicate, yet masculine. Yet masculine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then George is getting ready to go, and he puts on oven mitts. <laughs> so uh, it was the only thing he could find. Yeah, he says, "Yeah, but like." I, I, I guess the only he, doesn't, he doesn't have one pair of gloves. It's New York City. Uh, it gets, you're right. it yeah, gets yeah. cold. And he certainly doesn't have work gloves. No. You know, like Jerry not, mentioned. No. Yeah, he doesn't do any manual labor. So <laughs> oven mitts is what he goes with. He doesn't have one pair of gloves. And so he asks if Jerry can open the door. And then he says, thank you very much. And as he exits, there's a huge round of applause. Like this was like the end of Act One or something. It was yeah, like it was people, weird. I guess people just thought it was so funny his exit that they just need, it needed an <laughs> applause break. Um, so Kramer, meanwhile, has come in. And he's like Leslie's shirt is getting tons of orders ever since you agreed to wear it on the Today Show. And Jerry is kind of ignoring him at first until he's like, "Wait, I, I, it, it like so, registers with so, him. It clicks so, all of a sudden." Since I what? Yeah, <laughs> since huh? And he's like, you know, so, you know, you agreed to wear the puppy shirt on the Today Show. Um, and he reveals it to Jerry, and it's in a bag, and it looks like a pirate. I mean, your typical pirate shirt. Yeah. And I mean, this is a famous shirt. You'd seen this before, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you knew what to expect. I, I knew what it, I knew yeah. what the shirt looked like. I would have loved I mean, to experience before, this before I had seen one episode of the of the show. I knew that the full series box set. Yeah. Came with a puffy shirt. Yeah, it does. It, it, was, it either came with a puffy shirt or is in a puffy shirt box. I, I think can't it, remember. I think it comes with like a displayable, smaller puffy shirt, you know, like on a stand that you can sort of put on your That's DVD right. case or something like that. Um, and Jerry is is on the hook, I guess. He's like, well, you know, when... Uh, 
Kramer and Jerry sort of both, uh, you know, determined that it was when Kramer went to the bathroom and she said something about wearing the shirt. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know. I just smiled and nodded. And Kramer's <laughs> like, there you go. That's when you must have agreed to wear the shirt. Um, and this is one of the iconic Seinfeld lines. You're bound to find it in any top ten list where he's like, you're going to be a pirate. He's really? like, but I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> and, and I thought that was a great delivery by Jerry. It's no, And he smirks a little but it's not yeah. where he's going to break. Yeah, but it's uh, it's not to the point where like he's doing it for humor. Yeah. He, he legitimately is like concerned yes. about and, his, about his reputation, about how he's going to look on the Today Show. Yeah, and and in season even like three or four, Jerry would have like smirked and laughed at how funny this line was, but he mm-hmm. doesn't, and that that's a, a testament to how good of an actor he is becoming in the series and it only took till season five jeez <laughs> uh, but I don't want to be a pirate um, but George is on I mean Jerry is on the hook I made a pun and no one even pointed it out I'm so uh, glad I went back and did that um, so, so glad no one pointed it out <laughs> as in me yeah normally I would do it but I I, I I just looked at it in my notes and I was like hey pirates have hooks uh, hey, Ted yeah, no, where no, were you on that no, one no one in our live studio audience <laughs> pointed it out yeah They've been silent heretofore. Which actually makes me think, uh, speaking of live studio audiences, there's one thing that happens in this episode that I really want to point out to you. All right. Uh, It's it's so ridiculous. Okay. But, 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 But keep going, though. Um, so we uh, we're what back at George's parents? Yeah, George's okay. parents' place, and the, his mom Estelle is beaming. She knew it. She knew George always had great hands. She always went on about how they are, <laughs> how how great they were. Uh, his dad Frank is screaming about the fact that he, she never said anything about. It. Like she has to be wrong. This is like typical. It's like an argument that doesn't matter. This is typical oh, yeah. old married yeah, couple she's stuff. Like, I always called the Milky White. You never called yeah. the Milky White. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> You never mentioned it to me. Um, boy, we just like disrupted the whole. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I I really oh, hope no one's trying to record anything right now, yeah. other than us. Yeah, other than us, uh, we're the most important thing <laughs> that's going on in this building right now. But I mean, it's it's a, it's an argument that doesn't matter. But it's like you've run out of things to talk about when you've been married that long, and you just oh, have to Lord. be right, you know. Yeah, and then even after that, like it, it, it morphs into the Jello argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because about- like as as Elaine, as Elaine, as Estelle is uh, trying to talk to George. Like, she keeps, like, bumping into him. Yeah. He's, like, Emery Board. Yeah. And, like... And he's and got, like, he's cotton like, balls between each of his fingers, yeah. like, separated. He's, he's like, doing, like, primping. He's primping. Oh, yeah. He's, he's really trying to, like, take care <laughs> of his hands. And, like, his mom and dad are both just, like, screaming in his face. Yeah. And uh, Estelle wants to know, like, if he wants some jello. <laughs> and just out of nowhere, his dad's like, why'd you put the bananas in there? Because <laughs> yeah. George likes the bananas. <laughs> and tell him to have bananas on the side. Jesus. Uh, yeah. And uh, I love that, you know, she hands him the, the, he's like, can I have the scissors? Like, she's doing anything she can help him uh-huh. with now that he's actually making something of his life or so she suspects um and he's like don't hand him to me with the point towards me and she's like i'll be more careful next time and george like stares at him. he's like i hope so yeah, he, he's like again it's gone straight to his head straight oh, to yeah. his head immediately yeah by the way how awesome was estelle's normcore blouse in this scene it's like purple and it's got like a variation of that 90s drink cup you know what i'm oh, talking about that scribble God, that yeah. famous scribble and it goes all the way around and it's hell like hell yeah you for girl or guy anybody could pull if you're going normcore <laughs> find that shirt because it was like <laughs> it was primo i gotta say it was a primo normcore shirt uh and so we know where george gets his normcore Roots oh God, from yeah. his mom. Actually, his dad always dresses the same. He wears that like same kind of jacket slash shirt. You're not mm-hmm. sure what 
whether it's a jacket or a shirt, you know, he's wearing it at the restaurant. I don't know if he has one in this scene, but they put him in it for the rest of the run of the series. Oh, Lord. Like, just okay. different variations of it. But also, I'd, I'd call that pretty normcore. Um, yeah, and, and so George is, like, being very demanding. And he, he decides to, like, excuse himself from the room because stress is very bad for the epidermis, which is just skin. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But he, yeah. has to, he has to be smart about it. Oh, Stress absolutely. is very bad for the epidermis. Yeah, so he's like, if you wouldn't mind, please keep the TV down, conversation to a minimum. But George, what would you like? Would you like the Jello? I'll take it in my room. <laughs> Which reminds me of the bubble boy, you know, uh, yelling at his mom to bring mm-hmm. food up to his room and stuff. Uh, so we're at the NBC studios there at 30 Rockefeller Plaza, and Kramer is smoking a cigar inside yeah. the dressing room, reading Variety. He's probably having some flashbacks to his time in L.A. You know, I could see him doing that Maybe, when he lived yeah. out there, you know, reading Variety. And I tried to look at some of the headlines on Variety, but I couldn't make, couldn't make them out. out. No, no, yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen what they were writing about at this point in 1993. And Jerry comes out of the bathroom, and he's wearing the puffy shirt. Mm-hmm. He looks ridiculous. It, he looks like a pirate. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit. Um, but uh, I, I, what uh, Kramer adds? He's like, oh yeah, I'm glad I ironed it. Um, I, I don't know why it was hanging on a hanger. I don't yeah. know why it would need ironed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Elaine comes in. She sees the shirt and she cracks up immediately. Oh yeah. And she's like, you know, you're not going to wear that. You're not wearing that, are mm-hmm. you? And he explains the situation that he agreed to it. She's like, you can't. Wear a shirt. You're promoting an event to clothe the homeless. You can't. And I. This is where I thought Julia Louis Dreyfus was the funniest in the whole episode. She's like, you look like the Count of Monte Cristo. I like that she <laughs> she extends. Like it's not about pirates anymore. It's just like Victorian turn of oh, century, yeah. whatever era that is. You look like you're gonna swing on on the chandelier. <laughs> I, I love all. She's so again. This is such great acting because. They're funny lines, but her anger doesn't waver. You know what I mean? She's angry that this event that she planned is going to be ruined by this shirt. She Mm -hmm. just knows it. Um, And so um, uh, the stagehand comes in, and he's looking down at like a clipboard. He's like, all right, uh, we're we're ready to go to the stage. And just looks up. He's like, (laughs) is that what you're wearing? (laughs) His reaction was great, too. Is that what you're wearing? Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so then we we head over to George's hand shoot. Oh, he mentioned in Jerry's apartment. She's already booked me for you know uh, a gig, and this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And everyone's fawning. There are three yeah, they, people. They, they, they've never seen hands like George's. Uh, one of them even says they're so soft and milky white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was, and then the cameraman's like, you know whose hands they remind me of? Ray, Ray McKigney. McKigney. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, wow. I mean, best hands in the business. And George is like, well, what happened to him? And then everyone, like, gets quiet. Yeah, they, they, they all They kind of, like, turn around and they don't want to. They're kind of, like, disturbed yeah. by what happened to Ray McKigney. And then I am i don't know who it is, but the guy in the suit, I, I'm yeah. guessing he I is... recognize this guy. I'm going to put this down for homework and I'm going to remember. I'm going to write it down. And so I don't want to go back <laughs> and edit. But I want to know who this actor is, um, hand shoot actor because i recognize him i think he's a character actor yeah. from a lot of stuff but uh but he says uh ray mckigney he could have had any woman in the world but none could match the beauty of his own hand <laughs> and uh, and that became his one true love and that became his one true love <laughs> and george even asks him and he's like do you mean and the guy kind of like nods he's like he was not master of his domain <laughs> which was from the contest oh, right yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes into a little more detail. Uh, yeah, because George is, I, again, it's confusing. Like, but how? I don't get it. Yeah, you know, he's, how, like, he's like, well, the muscles. The, the, the muscles just like seized up yeah, until from like. overuse. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> and like, this dude jerked off so much <laughs> that his hands morphed into claws. Yeah, and it got to the point, and by the way, how he disturbing was this? He feed himself. Yeah, he was like, he had to get Cub Scouts to feed him. Oh. So a chronic <laughs> masturbator. 
was around Cub Scouts for three meals. A day. Like, how disturbing is that with, like, all of the sex scandals oh, no. that that organization oh, has been no. through? That that's who... Like that? How disturbing was that line? Like he had to say Cub Scouts. He couldn't say nurses or anything like that. Like that just made it so much more disturbing. But by the way, so when I was watching this in 1993, I was 12. I mean, (laughs) prime masturbatory years. I'll give it to you. But please, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I and I remember this scene, and it was one of those things. And I'll, I'll. I'll take it back to Dolores, too, how we were both kind of confused still by that line. Like, is this... And you don't want to be... You, you know, you don't want to be dumb about sex. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's, yeah. whether it's self-love or whether it's the clitoris <laughs> or whatever, or the clitoris, however you want to say it. And so I was like, even master of his domain... Like, I had already talked about how I was, I was confused by the contest when I was 11 or whenever I first saw it. And now I'm, like, older. And I remember this conversation, and I'm like, I kind of get it, but I don't. I feel like this is the first time I've seen this scene and gotten it. Like, I've watched really? the scene and gotten all the jokes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really got it for the first time. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but George is like, well, you don't have to worry. He was like, you could be the next Ray McKigney. You're going to be I just his hope you successor. Have the same- yeah, you're going to be his successor. Uh-huh. I just hope you have self-control. A, a, a little more self-control. Yeah, a little more self-control. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, George is like, you don't have to worry about me. I won a contest. So we Which, some- out of context, yeah, yeah. to this guy, <laughs> sounds so bad. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of, you can with context clues, you can go... A masturbating contest. Uh, oh. Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, or a self-control contest, anyway. Like, at least maybe that's what he's thinking. Like, maybe it's not. Maybe it wasn't about jerking it. Maybe it was just about self-control. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to ask, though. But I won a contest. So, But that's closer because we wanted to know who actually won the contest. And now George is saying that he definitely won the contest. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's ended it's when, never answered. It, it ended, ended and we never knew who won it, Yeah, right? there's a question. And you can assume that George did. Yeah. But now we know that he did win the contest. For sure. So back to the Today Show. Uh, Brian Gumble is introducing Jerry, and he he has to mention the shirt, of course. He has to mention that first, but then he won't let it go. Uh-huh. Like Jerry's trying to talk about the, you know, Brian Gumble's telling jokes, and by the way, great acting by Brian Gumble, like a newsman, not an actor, mm-hmm. but treating this like he would. I, I mean, again, I think Tre- more, treating it like he would just a normal yeah, interview. Yeah, it's like if someone's wearing a puffy shirt, that's what it's about now. It's not about your thing. Uh-huh. Like we can't not, we can't pretend you're not wearing this. Yeah, we we can't uh, we can't just like move on yeah, from this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're wearing a puffy it, it's, shirt. It's about that now. Yeah, yeah, and he won't let it go. And he's like telling Joe, he's like, maybe you could, uh, you know, complete the look with an eye patch, be the pirate comic. <laughs> And Jerry's like, yeah, thank you. You know, yeah. but this event's going to be great. We're going to raise. We're hoping to raise a lot of money. And and Brian won't let it go. He's like, you know what? And Jerry like disavows the shirt. He's like, it's not my shirt. <laughs> yeah, he says he, he feels ridiculous in it. And yeah. it's the and honestly, it's the stupidest thing I've ever worn. <laughs> yeah. And we just hear from the from the side stage, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Brian Gumble's like, did you hear that? I heard that. Yeah, uh, Jerry, you know, he says, that I heard. That I yeah. heard, yeah. That I heard. Everything <laughs> else that woman has said, I have not heard. <laughs> so back of the hand shoot, I guess this is for modeling a watch, because George is wearing a watch, and they're kind of taking big yeah. close-up pictures of his hand with that watch. They get a few shots, like three or four, and that's it. And I'm, Jerry, and George I'm, just handed a big check. Well, I'm guessing that they were, they did like a few shots, like with him in other poses, but this is just the yeah. end of the shoot. I don't know. I kind of like to think that you, it was like, like, click, click, click. <laughs> All right, all we right, got we're it. Done. And then huge check, because that's, <laughs> 
Because that, that's like, hand modeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what I mean, that, that's what we assume hand yeah. modeling to be. No, I'm hand sure... models. Put us on blast if that's not it. <laughs> Put, yeah, yeah. All, all of the hand models listening to this show right now um, are quaking. Yeah. Quaking with anger. Oh, here comes that first zero star review. Oh, Great. man. Yeah. Great. Or half or whatever the lowest is. Um, yeah. But, and then he's handed like a huge check. I would have, I wish they would have known. I wish they would have given us a dollar amount. But I like too that yeah. our imagination could just run wild. It's, it's got to be in the thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe I not know. tens of thousands, but maybe like I would say for this, I bet it's like five thousand. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, high end five grand, low end half that, maybe twenty five hundred, twenty five three, yeah, three thousand, three thousand. Yeah, yeah, but like on the high end, let's say five grand just yeah. for just for fun. But I like that our imagination can run wild like for that three, for. Maybe more, but realistically, three photos of like the same pose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so the assistant, who is, by the way, pretty hot, like oh, yeah. she's kind of smoking, and HD has has been very nice to her. You know what I mean? Like she looks great even in the remastered yeah. Seinfeld universe. You know, she asks him out. She's like, "If you're not doing anything later, we could maybe get together." And so George is like, just handed a big fat check. A woman asked him out. He's got the easiest job in the universe. Oh, yeah. So cut to George skipping through the park, wearing gloves. By the way, now he's got a pair of nice work gloves, yeah. it looks like. I, it didn't, I, I couldn't tell if they were work gloves or if they were just like orange like mittens yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got like both, both his hands up, both his arms yeah. up. He's just running through the park celebrating. This is yet another Seinfeld celebration dot gif oh, that God. you can find. Yeah. You, yeah <laughs> you can find if you just. For sure. It's like one of the first results for Seinfeld gif if you're using the, the G board or whatever. So, to Sein, text. Seinfeld yeah. celebrate. Seinfeld celebrate gif. Yeah, it's George skipping through the park. Uh, so back at NBC, Leslie is screaming at Jerry back in the dressing room uh, about you know the the fact that he disavowed the shirt and he called mm-hmm. it the stupidest thing ever. And he's like, you know, if you'd have been this loud in the first place, I wouldn't even be in this mess. Uh, <laughs> George, meanwhile, comes in. And by the way, how did I mean? I guess he put everybody on the list. I guess Jerry's just like, yeah, all my friends can come I, to the Today Show. I guess yeah, I was confused Crazy. by that too. Yeah, everybody's like, allowed why, back. Why there. would George come back? Here, yeah. Why, why would George come there to to Thirty Rock? <laughs> yeah, I guess he just knew it, they were still going to be there. It's not like it's easy to get to Thirty Rock if you're if you're in. Uh, well, I guess he's coming through the park, yeah, which is close to Thirty Rock. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we don't know where the shoot was. I mean, and you know how big Central Park is. Like, so who knows? Maybe it was all the way down in the financial district, and then he had to like walk, you know, all the way through the park. <laughs> like, who knows? It, 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 it. I don't know why he's there, but I guess we just needed them all in the same room, so we're not supposed to, supposed to think about it that hard. But Jerry, so George comes in and he's like ribbing Jerry about yeah. the shirt, as everyone does. He's mm-hmm. like, "What is this? Uh, that's the dumbest shirt I've ever seen." Yeah. Uh, but he's he's showing Jerry his check. He, oh, he, yeah, t- yeah. he tells him everything. He's like, "I'm busting, Jerry. Yeah. I'm busting." And Elaine's like, oh, "I've never thought of your about your hands before. Let me see those hands." So he takes off the gloves and shows Elaine the mm-hmm. hands. He's like, "Yeah, great," and then walks away. Which. I, I wish we could have gotten more out of yeah. out of Elaine right here. Like this was a, this was a nothing reaction. Like I, <laughs> I, I get that she's supposed to think, okay, yeah, their hands. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like it was a shoehorned line just for the sake of like, okay, well George has to get his gloves off somehow. Yeah, and there's bingo. there's got to be a reason that he has his gloves off. I just wish there was more there. But it also fits with the character of any time, like even to their friends, these people are despicable because anything that. Any win for a friend is yeah. a loss for you. It, even to that point, it doesn't it doesn't really register on that level for me because Elaine's like, oh, let me see those hands. Eh. Yeah, I, I I wish. Like, but she can't go. Oh my gosh, you're right. They're great because 
Oh, she no, doesn't I'm, want. I'm not saying like I want her to do that. I want. Yeah. I want her to be more despicable. Oh I want, yeah. I want her to say oh, like. I see. I see. That their hands. Like those aren't great. Yeah. Like maybe more like yeah. Jerry's reaction. Yeah. L- but less, they just less didn't have time. in the middle. More despicable. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, she was dismissive at least, and that. Yeah. You know, you're right. She doesn't want George to get too big of a head. You know no. what I mean? Like she. You know, because in these it's people's world, a win for your friends is a loss for you. You need to be winning yeah. constantly. And if your friend, if something good is happening to your friend, that means something. Not good. Nothing good is happening to you. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of take it away from him. But so Jerry, George goes back to like ribbing Jerry about the shirt like it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And uh, Leslie is getting so angry she jumps up and pushes George from behind right into the iron that's still on, which he grabs comically with his own hands uh, and yeah, holds on to. Well, well, why would the iron still be plugged in? Well, he asked Kramer I, later on. I, I know, but yeah. like in this moment, I'm like, wh- why? I know. Yeah. Why I, is it still on? Why is it still plugged in? As Kramer said, I was excited about Jerry seeing Jerry in the shirt, uh. so he just didn't turn it off. And also, it's before auto-off, I guess. My iron has an auto-off I, I guess? If I don't, like, I'll be sitting there like, with my shirt just rearranging it, my iron will turn itself off. It's got too touchy of an auto off. <laughs> it's like it turns. It wants to turn itself off immediately. So, um, yeah. But th- this is the, the '90s, baby. No auto oh, off God. on the iron. And so, George, did you like the? Because it, it's played for effect. Because he picks up the iron and spins around with it to show the camera. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. That that's uh, it's that's just clearly you, ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah. If you're if you're being burnt by something, especially like if he's being launched, yeah. like into the iron, yeah. you're gonna like. Pull Punch it off the table yeah. with your palms yeah. first. Like your first instinct is not going to be to grab it and pick it up and spin around. But exactly, I mean, it's, it's a TV show. It had to, he had to show the camera, and so they just do it that way. Like oh, he's yeah. being electrocuted and he can't let it go or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought you might take issue with that. Like, why didn't he let it go? Like, <laughs> but it's for comedic I mean, I, effect. Yeah, story I'm, effect. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm fine with it. Like for the comedic effect. Yeah. But, uh, but like realistically. <laughs> It, that that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would have just in, the iron would have fallen to the in, floor. In no world, he probably wouldn't have even gotten a blister. In no world, in no dimension, would physics <laughs> require you to, as you're getting pushed into something to wrap your hands around it, yeah. pick it up, and then just spin turn around, around with to it. show everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the restaurant, George has his hands. Ban- we're at, now we're at a restaurant later. George has his hands bandaged. Uh, Jerry, this must be much, much later. Not even like later that day. Yeah, I'm, gu- the, I'm the, guessing it's like a, at least a week or something. Yeah, yeah, or j- maybe just a few days. I don't know when, because if he was on the Today Show, maybe the event was that Saturday or something like that. You maybe. Know? So maybe it's that Saturday night or Sunday or whatever. But anyway, George has his hands bandaged. Jerry got heckled at the event. Yeah, he got he, like all the pirate yeah. heckles. Even though are... I'm sure he wasn't wearing the puppy shirt. That's oh, who yeah. he is now. You that, know? He's, he's the pirate comedian. Because Brian Gumbel was like, <laughs> yeah, you could just be a pirate comedian Yeah, now. so people are yelling stuff about the Spanish galleon yeah. off the port bow. He's like, he's, avast ye matey. Yeah, he's like, what does that even mean? Like, there's, there's no, no comeback. comeback to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Elaine was fired from her committee because of the way that Jerry handled promotion of the oh, event. Yeah. Uh, and Kramer broke up with Leslie over the whole thing, too, because all the all the stores canceled their order after and, Jerry called it very stupid. And he can't be with someone whose life is in yeah. complete disarray. Ironically hilarious. Yeah, just, just <laughs> hilarious. Um, so everybody's life was ruined by the puppy shirt. George <laughs> is no longer able to be a hand model. Yeah, uh, he's like, at least Ray McKigney got a couple of years out of his career. Yeah, George yeah. got one shoot. One shoot, and that's it. Um, yeah. And the they're probably even if even when they heal, they're going to be damaged by those. You bur- think you know, so? That bur- uh, uh, I think enough that you cannot be a hand model anymore. I guess, His hands yeah. are no longer in pristine, exquisite condition. Um, and so Jerry asked what happened to all the shirts that the plant in New Jersey made. Which, by the way, I thought was another great line from earlier when the puppy shirt is first revealed. He's like, "The plant in New Jersey is already churning these things out." He's like, 
they're making these? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so Kramer said they gave all the shirts to Goodwill. And so, hilarious, we exit to a couple of homeless guys in puffy shirts. And it's oh, funny only one was wearing a puffy shirt. Well, one actually. was wearing a puffy shirt. The other one is definitely wearing a pirate shirt. But it's funny that they... <laughs> it's I'm, not that puffy shirt, It's not shirt, that though. puffy shirt. It's more like, um, a, like a night shirt. Yeah. Like an undershirt so, that you'd see. It's so, almost like the trend of looking like a pirate has taken off. I, or that <laughs> she was making a few variations of oh, pirate shirts. You know what maybe. I mean? And, the, and so when they went and the puffy shirt was sold out, <laughs> they could still say, but we have these other designs. From Leslie's, yeah, like yeah. this one that has kind of a lace-up collar, and uh, yeah, and so, and, and I like that the homeless guy is leaning into it too. He's like, "Dude, can you spare some money for an old buccaneer?" God, uh, and, and yeah, and right here, uh, this is what I was talking about of like the woman in the uh, live crowd. I heard it. Did you hear it? Oh my god! Yeah, they, they, they walk out, and I'm like. Well, what are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed oh to you're supposed God. to laugh, you're supposed to clap, and you're supposed to gasp. Those are the three things that a live audience member does. You don't talk, you don't make it about yourself. They walk out and clearly like she oh sees the guy gosh. on the stage. Yeah, yeah. But then you just hear Oh my god! I Clear as day. Yeah, yeah. You can make it out like somebody like we were supposed to hear it. Yeah. You know, it's like it, like, it like Elaine me, said it, it or something. It made me so much angrier than it should have. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like, she's immortalized forever now in the Seinfeld universe. I hope she goes around and tells her friends, that was me. I yelled, oh, my God, and it made oh, it into God. the episode. Yeah the, yeah, the puffy shirt episode, I was the one who yelled, oh, my God, and oh ruined the big reveal. God. Yeah, I, I was like, I can't believe that that made it to the final cut, but it did. And it's like it's been enhanced. You know, oh, it's like, God, It's yeah. like they were in the editing bay going... Can you give, do you have a woman yelling, oh, my God, from a, a Disney? Like, put that in there. Give me a big one of those. Like, yeah, oh, can, okay, can, you, yeah. can you amplify that? Up? A couple couple. Yeah, bring that yeah. way up. Really yeah. enhance that, yeah. oh, my God. Um, and so, but I like Jerry here who goes, you know, it's actually not a bad shirt. <laughs> uh, and in the final stand-up routine, I love this because it goes back to something that you said earlier. Again, the stand-ups are better. The, the interstitials are better than we've gotten yes. in, in recent memory. He's like, why do we say excuse me when we can't hear someone? Just once. I want to go, you know nope, what? No nope, fault. Not loud enough. Your fault. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just what a great bit. Uh, yeah, like, it didn't why, need anything why, more. Why is it on us? When, excuse me. I'm when sorry. We, pardon me. Exactly. Yeah. No. No, nope, just one time I want to go, nope, not loud enough. Your fault. <laughs> uh, and so it's perfect, yeah. And uh, this episode, I got to say, I, we're only two episodes into season five, and I put a star next to this oh, one. yeah. I for sure. loved it. And what a great, another, you know, it's, it's always like, this is such a cliche episode, but it's like, geez, like we were saying at the end of season four, the greatest hits are greatest hits for a reason in the Seinfeld universe. They're not cliches just because the puffy shirt looks funny. The episode holds up and it's funny all the way yeah. through. I laughed. It's, it's a it's a very very good episode yeah. the whole way through. Every every part of it yeah. holds up and 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 is still great. In, I laughed in the year both 2019. times I watched it at every point that I was supposed to be laughing at and that I laughed at the first time I laughed at again. And I'm like, what? It's rewatchable. It's just yeah, just just a great episode. And the first one that I've starred. Season five might be a tough one by the time we get to the end. You think so? And we got to do the top five. I think both of us are going to have like top 15. <laughs> you think we're going to have like at least a top eight again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, undoubtedly eight. <laughs> Forget eight. Yeah. We're... Well, I mean, we could do a top 10 if yeah. you wanted. But that's like, so that cuts out. There's got to be half bad episodes. You know, half of them are not worth a mention. They're just entertaining, I, I, think there's, I imagine. I think there's what, 22, 23? Yeah, yeah. So when you do five? top 10, you're basically getting yeah. half the episodes in yeah. there. It just feels like too easy. You know what I mean? 
Uh, but we'll see when we get to the end. Uh, we're only we're only two episodes in, so maybe they don't all hold up this yeah. well. All right. Uh, what did we have for homework? You I said you wanted up, to look up who yeah, that, that actor, actor was? from the hand model shoot ex- okay. who explains uh, Ray McKinney. Okay. Which, by the way, sometimes it sounded, some characters sounded like Ray McKidney with a D, but it was McKigney with Mi- a G. Yeah, McKigney. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then some people said it like McKidney. No. Ray McKidney, but it's definitely McKigney. Okay, I thought you'd know. All right. Uh, did we want to come up with a better description? I think so. Okay, let's see. We had Jerry appears on Today wearing a silly shirt. Guests, Bryant Gumble and Jerry Stiller. Hmm. I don't mind that, though. Yeah, I... I would prefer to keep the puffy shirt out of it, even though that is the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. But something like, um, you know, Jerry... Jerry unknowingly agrees to something. To uh, un- Unknowingly agrees to help Kramer's girlfriend, which causes problems for everybody. I mean, that's kind of like it's pretty writing long. sitcom 101. It's like, yeah. everybody's got to have conflict. You yeah. Know, which causes conflict. <laughs> I, actually, I, I don't mind just... Uh, Jerry unknowingly agrees to help Kramer's new girlfriend with something. I like that. You can even take with something out. Just help Kramer's new yeah. girlfriend. Jerry unknowingly agrees to help Kramer's new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that. I think that. that's fine. And then it's like, yeah. And then hijinks ensue. Conflict happens. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love all that. All right. Uh, well, we got uh, next episode is going to be season five, episode three, The Glasses. Uh, original air date, September 30th, 1993. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see George's stolen glasses set off a bizarre chain of events. I love that synopsis already. That sounds like one we'd write. I mean, <laughs> you think so? I think, yeah. uh, well, I like, I like Jerry unknowingly agrees to help Kramer's girlfriend setting off, what is it? A bizarre a chain bizarre of events. A bizarre chain of events. Or maybe setting off an unfortunate <laughs> chain of events. I love that for to complete our synopsis. We don't have to put it in, but I but I love that synopsis already. So that sounds like one that we have written. It kind of does. Is, maybe Hulu is listening and they're going back and editing oh, all of no. these in advance. Like they haven't gotten to season five yet. Go back and change them. <laughs> so and then they realized, yeah, but they didn't realize that we're we're on season five already. Oh man. Uh, so all right, I guess that's it, right? Yeah, that's everything I got. Okay. Uh, so check out more of our mini apps uh, if those are still coming out. No idea. Uh, and uh, they've they've already come out. Oh, they've already so all of them have already come out. Yes. <laughs> okay. I thought we might need some more just as filler, but uh, maybe so, maybe not. Tweet at us and send us an email with your questions and concerns and omissions and stuff like that. And for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy, and I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.